What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. This is another comms check with me, Chad. I wouldn't usually do two back-to-back comms checks, but we got a lot to cover. I want to get you guys caught up on the uh, Georgia Jewel, which was a 100-mile race I did last weekend, and just a couple other things that have been on my heart. So shortly following this episode, we'll be coming out with part two with Gene Maxwell, the uh, nutritionist, dietitian that was on before. So some more great interviews here coming soon, but today is a comms check. I finally had a minute to sit down, take a breath, catch up with you guys, uh, miss you guys. I'm proud to be back, happy to be back and talk about a few things. First of all, a couple housekeeping items. Our mailing list, if you have not joined the mailing list on 3of7project.com, please go and do that. I get a lot of questions about the basic course. You guys have probably seen that. Now we have done uh, four classes thus far, and uh, a lot of really, really solid change and growth has came out of those four classes. So um, if you want the most current information on the basic course as we move into 2021 and uh, a look at the first dates for those specific experiences, please join the mailing list. Also, we have an awesome opportunity coming for you guys in January. Uh, It's going to freaking blow your socks off. So if you want to first look at that, go check it out. Another thing, Patreon, you guys that support us on Patreon, Thanks again. It is a tremendous help. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know moving forward, if you submit an application to the basic course in the future, or if you want to come out to the the thing, I'll tell you what the thing is uh, coming soon in January, um, make sure you let me know that you support us on Patreon because I'm going to give you guys a preference when it comes to our selection for the experiences that God has given us here at 307 Project. I want to be able to give back to you guys as much as possible. Um, I'll also be recording and releasing some new content for you guys on Patreon coming soon. So uh, there'll just be some private conversations and things that I want to share with you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for everyone that's left us a review on iTunes We're up to like 370-something reviews, I think. They're so awesome. It drives me. It's so rewarding to see the reviews that you guys leave. Thank you so much. Love each and every one of you guys. I couldn't do it without you. All right. So for this comms check, first of all, we'll talk about uh, the Georgia Jewel, which is a 100-mile trail race here in the mountains of North Georgia, actually just right here. Uh, not far from from uh, from from where I live, these are kind of my home trails, right? And it's a really tough race, really rocky, nasty trail, lots of climb, uh, really good field this year, really good field of runners because a lot of races have been canceled. So the races that do actually go down are usually jam packed with some good runners. So it was an awesome field. I signed up for this race about a week before the race start day. Uh, so no, really no specific training for me for this race. It was just a way for me to go out and check myself, stay on ground level and, uh, and do something hard, no specific training, but I still wanted to win. My objective was still to win this race. So going off the line at the Georgia jewel, 
I think I laid down about three seven-minute miles. Got way out ahead of the field. If I can give you one piece of advice for a 100-mile race, it's don't do that. Don't go off the line running seven-minute miles. That's not very smart. The only real advantage that, that that gives you is sometimes if you've got some inexperienced guys trying to run up front, if you can pull way out ahead of them early on, it kind of, uh, guys and girls, my bad, guys and girls running up front, if you can pull way out ahead of them right off the bat, it kind of messes with their head a little bit, and uh, and they'll start thinking, there's no way I'm going to catch that dude. I might as well just get comfortable running here in second or third place. So that's really the only strategy behind that. You know, the race was going very well for me. Again, very minimal training for this race. I kind of just got up. I mean, I run and train every day, but nothing specific. I kind of just got up, got got on my feet and went and did this thing. And uh, for about the first uh, 50, 65 miles, something like that, I was kind of running first, second, or third place. I was kind of bouncing around uh, in those spots right there in the front of the pack. And about mile 68, I was headed home, basically. I was on my way back. Again, this is 100 miles, so even though I was at mile 68, I still had quite a ways to go and a lot of hard trail to cover. My stomach really, really just blew up on me. And this is something that happens, guys, if you're going to run ultra-endurance races. This is this is a common problem, and it's just from running and your stomach bouncing for hours and hours and hours. You know, when I was at mile 68, I'd probably been running for, I don't know, 12, 12 hours maybe. I don't know the exact time, but it had been for quite a while. My stomach had been bouncing and this isn't something that always happens. Uh, if you can really dial in your nutrition, it helps tremendously. I didn't have a crew for about the first 40 miles of this race too. So my nutrition and, uh, and the way I was eating was not optimal um, because I wasn't seeing a crew every you know five, six miles and wasn't really able to get in the food that I would have preferred to eat. So that also might have played into the stomach problems a little bit. Anyways, it got really, really bad, and I'm just grinding through it, and I get to a point where, you know, I realize that that this is going to be something that I'm going to have to deal with more than likely for the next, uh, you know, couple hours at least, or possibly for the duration of the race, and I realize that I'm not going to be able to run fast enough to keep my position. I'm not going to be able to run fast enough to win this race. Right, That was the result that I wanted. That was what I had planned on doing, was winning the race. But all of a sudden, that result was no longer attainable. Really, in all honesty, because of something that was totally out of my control, right? I can't help it if my stomach blows up and it, it just it hurts. And you're, you're just, you're not going to run fast when your stomach is cramping up and you want to lay down on the side of the trail in the fetal position. So that result kind of went out the window. Luckily, I don't find fulfillment in results. I like to be first. I like to win, but it's because I'm competitive. It's not because it's, it's not because I like being on the podium I get just as much value out of a race that I win as I get out of a race where 
something goes wrong and maybe I finish fifth or sixth or seventh place and uh, I get just as much value out of that. That's because when the result that I desired went out the window, I get a chance to fall back on the principles that I have sworn to uphold. The foundation of those principles being the fact that I will never quit, that I will constantly move forward in the direction of my objective until I absolutely cannot take another step. So I really got to fall back on that principle, that that I will never quit, that never quit mentality. I got to practice things like integrity, right? So I was hurting. I knew I wasn't going to win. And I knew the, I know all these trails that this race is on there. I could have very easily took a cut, a cut a switch back, took a little shortcut here and there, made it a little easier on myself. What did it matter? Right? Nobody was around me. I wasn't going to win the race anymore. Why not make it a little easier on myself? It's because one of the principles I have sworn to uphold is uncompromising integrity. So I'm not going to lie to you. When I'm going around, uh, going down a mountain and the trail switchbacks and maybe there's a cutoff that, that cuts the switchback off and makes the route a little shorter, you're, you're going to look at that and say, well, dang, I can just cut the switchback off. You know, it's going to save me a, a eighth of a mile or something. Like, you're going to see it. It's going to pop into your head. We're human. All right. But we get to fall back on uncompromising integrity. Look, I, you know, when, when, when you realize, when I realized I wasn't going to win the race anymore, why didn't I just quit? Why put my body through another 10 hours of suffering? I'm not going to win, right? You know, there's, why don't I just pull out of the race and say, hey, I'm going to live to fight another day? It's because of that principle that, that of, of never quitting, right? It's falling back on that. So the lesson here for me was really, what do I, what do I find fulfillment in? If I go and run a race and I run it as, as best as I possibly can, and the result or the outcome is not what I desired to achieve, there's nothing wrong with that. The fulfillment is in the fact that I can look you in the eye right now, that I can have this conversation with you, and I can be confident and know with 100% certainty that I upheld the principles that I believe in, that I live my life by that I had integrity, that I did not quit, that I had honor, that I had a smile on my face, that I got to love and encourage and have conversation with the other runners out there, that brotherhood, sisterhood, right? That was that that's such a bigger piece of life than the result. So how does this transfer for you guys if you're not runners? into uh into real life uh or, or or business or whatever you know if it's like for for business for instance if you have a goal say a monetary goal for what you want to achieve within your business you know for that calendar year 
and say you don't hit that goal for some reason. For some reason, maybe it's a mistake you made or maybe it's something that's totally out of your control. Well, along that journey to reach that goal, even if you don't hit that objective, did you maintain your integrity? Did you maintain that relentless and constant forward motion? Did you have honor? Did you encourage your fellow brothers and sisters, your coworkers, your employees? Did you keep a positive attitude? Did you maintain control of your rudder in the words that came out of your mouth? Did you do all of those things that we have sworn to do? And if you did, then that is mission success. That is where you are going to find fulfillment. That is when, no matter what the result is, you can lay down at night and sleep soundly, right? Because you have upheld those principles. So that's just uh, one lesson from the Georgia Jewel. Look, I mean... We all make mistakes. We're all going to slip on those principles. You know, I, I, I posed the question the other day on the call. I said, speaking of integrity, um, on that, you know, I kind of described it to you how it played into my journey, 100-mile journey at the Georgia Jewel. Uh, how does this transfer into life? Well, if I can have integrity on the race course, meaning I don't cut those switchbacks, I don't take shortcuts, even though I know they're there. Um, When temptation presents itself in my marriage, am I going to have enough integrity to stay the course and to be an honorable spouse? What is honor? Honor is the adherence to what is right. That's what I mean by that word honor. Are you going to allow a lack of integrity to compromise things like your marriage or a relationship or your business? Well, the answer for me is no, because I like sleeping good when I lay my head down at night, and I am not wrapped up in finding fulfillment in the result. So if it takes an underhanded deal to get the result that I think I want, I'll pass. So moving forward, George Jewel, I ended up finishing fifth place out there. Um, it was it was really awesome. The amount of of uh, three of seven project members, supporters, family that was out there was astounding. It was astounding. I mean, I mean, dozens and dozens of people there. Uh, you you might be listening to this podcast right now. It's it's so awesome, guys, because you know what's so awesome about it? You guys are the body of 307 Project. What do I mean by that? Uh, look, God, he set up his kind of um, design this way where we are the body of Christ, right? We each have a certain role and responsibility. We each have certain talents. We each have certain things that we bring to the table. We each have certain gifts. Well, 307 Project is no different. You guys are the body of the project. Without a strong and healthy body, without you guys, 307 Project is nothing. 
and it will shift and morph and and change direction and continue to grow only because of you guys. And, and it will go in the direction that you guys want it to go. So, hey, if it's good enough for Jesus and the way he's designed and described his plan, it's good enough for me and 307 Project. So that is the way I view it in my mind, and I got to see it firsthand out there at the Georgia Jewel, and it was so humbling, so rewarding, and uh, so I'm so thankful for each and every one of you guys. Of course, guys out there, um, as far as gear goes, I did obviously have my exoskin gear on. That's what I run all my races in. I had the um, the lightweight shorts on, compression shorts, and then I had my exoskin socks on. I ran uh, in the same shorts and socks for the entire duration of the race. Never did a sock change or uh, a shorts change, nothing like that. It functioned 100% flawlessly as it always does. If you guys haven't checked out Exoskin, please go check them out. It is, the, in my opinion, hands down, the number one fitness apparel on the market today. They've been a supporter of 3 of 7 Podcast since day one. Check them out at exoskin.us. Go follow them on Instagram um, at exoskin, I think, .usa. I'll tag them in the show notes here and also attach the link to the website. They've provided us with a pro code that you guys can get 20% off of any of your purchases from exoskin. It is solid gear, 100% made in America, and it lasts for a long, long time. These shorts that I got, I've probably ran, gosh, I don't know. I bet I've ran 2,000 miles in those shorts, and they're still good to go. And, hey, next thing, gear-wise, salty britches. Yes, I use salty britches on this race. I just I use it every time I do a run more than about 20 miles. I put a light coat of salty britches over my feet, and then I pull my exoskin sock on over the top of it. And then I also used it in all the areas that I would um, traditionally chafe in, uh, whether it's armpits, crotch area, you know, whatever, your, your nipples. I mean, all those places that it's like, you know, traditionally you would chafe there. That's what I use the Salty Bridges for. It is outstanding. Go follow them on Instagram at Get Salty Bridges. And then online, if you want to order yours, use the pro code that they've given us. It'll be in the show notes of this episode. Uh, their website is just GetSaltyBridges.com. Huge supporter. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Exoskin. Amy is the owner of Salty Bridges, by the way. Thank you, Exoskin, for supporting this show. You, uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for putting out the awesome products that you put out. All right, guys, let's uh, let's dig into the second half of this podcast. The last comms checks, the last comms check that I did with you guys, I kind of started off by just reading like six minutes worth of scripture that was based on overcoming fear. Okay, overcoming fear, and uh, I got a really good response. I guess you guys like hearing stuff like that. So I'm gonna just go over a couple of uh, a couple of things real quick that have been on my mind. This will not be exactly like the last comms check, but it'll be kind of similar. So one thing that's been on my mind is uh, is basically um, sin. 
understanding sin and what are the results of sin? What is what? First of all, what is sin? Who who can say who can say what is right or wrong? Right? We talked about honor. Honor is the adherence to what is right. Well, to understand what sin is and to understand what right and wrong is or good and evil is, we got to have a standard for that, right? Because if it's just something that we're making up in our own head, then it's relative and it's going to change throughout our lives because we're fallible human beings and our our, our, our perspectives and our opinions change based on who we're surrounded by and and what information we're being fed with. So you guys understand that? That's why right and wrong and sin and truth, those things, those standards, those definitions have to come from a source outside of ourselves or else they're they're just relative uh, and and who and who is qualified to determine what is right and what is wrong who's qualified to draw the line in the sand and say well you can do this and you're pretty good to go but you know when you cross this line that's just going to be that that's 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 too much that's evil that's wrong uh, none of us are qualified to make that decision, in my opinion. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, if you want to, you you can play God if you want. But uh, you know, truth is something that is a standard that never changes, and good and evil has got to be defined by something outside of ourselves. So, trying to understand what sin is, my standard is is the Bible. Okay, that is my standard. It's outside of myself. It never changes. It is something that I can go to as a as a code, uh, and it's something that that I can live my life by. And my opinions really don't matter. Now I'm going to fall short of what the Bible asks me to do, how it asks me to live my life. Jesus Christ was the only person that ever lived a life totally free of sin. And um, so understand we're going to fall short of that, but it is still our standard. It still defines uh, good and evil and gives us a clearly uh, a clear line in the sand, right, on a lot of different issues, uh, pretty much every issue you could think of in human, in the, in the human experience, right? So first of all, that's how I define sin. It, it, it is from the Bible, and if, you're, if you don't want to believe in Jesus, you can still use the Bible as a moral code. I promise you it works. It is the best code of right and wrong and morals and ethics that, that's ever existed on earth. I mean, it has stood the test of time, and yeah, I'm not talking about interpretations. I'm talking about read what it says. Read about Jesus' life. Start in Matthew. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then on throughout the rest of the New Testament, um, reading what the disciples wrote after Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And that's a great standard for all of us. No matter where your, your level of faith is, I promise you it works. So 
we knew some people, not not close, not closely or anything, but just in a roundabout way, knew some people that were, uh, or, or a certain gentleman that was involved in a murder suicide. So he went up and and actually murdered his roommate and then took his own life. And you guys know this this stuff happens all the time. And you know you look at it and you're like, what, what, how? How did that, that came out of nowhere. Like there were no warning signs. It was just, it's just like it happened out of nowhere. And you think, how does stuff like this happen? How? I mean, it's pure evil. How can somebody make the decision to do that? And, you know, in in all reality, in my experience, the root of situations like that the root of it is sin. The foundation of it is is some deep and sometimes hidden sin. And I'm, I'm, I get this from the Bible, and, and I'll start with you guys in uh, James chapter 1. It says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Evil and sin. All right, the next next verse I want to talk to you guys about on this specific subject is pretty clear and cut and dry and uh, it's in Romans it says for the rage the wages of sin is death for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord now that's a that's a tough statement right there the wages of sin is death now what is this talking about right here? Obviously, we we are all we all fall short of the glory of God, right? That's the reason that we needed uh, that's the reason we needed a savior, right? That's the we, reason we needed a sacrifice, the lamb of God that went and shed his blood on the cross for us. That wouldn't have had to happen if we could live a sinless life. So we don't we don't all necessarily suffer a physical death because of a sin that we are committing, right? But but this is saying the wages of sin is death, period. Now, what does that mean? It, it, it means ultimately there is a lot of a lot of sin, a lot of evil that if we partake in it, it will cause death. You know, you look at the scenario of the 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 gentleman that we knew that was involved in the murder suicide somewhere beneath the surface there was sin somewhere beneath the surface something was going on some sort of evil some sort of sin and then all of a sudden when it became full grown just like the verse that we read in James when it became full grown it gave birth and brought forth death. That's what happened. I don't know what the sin was that was under the surface. I don't know what kind of evil was there, but it was there. I can assure you 
It was there. There are certain sexual sins that we, we, you know, pass along diseases that bring forth death. There are a lot of things that we can partake in, a lot of sins and evil that if we decide to, to make it a part of our life, if we decide to go down that path, it will and can bring true physical death. You want to live a long and healthy life? Really? I mean, there's so much stuff out there about diet and exercise and all this stuff to kind of, you know, extend your life and extend the quality of your life. But there's not a lot of talk out there about cutting sin out of your life and living clean from a moral and ethical standpoint. You want to live a long, healthy, happy life? Yes, diet's important. Exercise is important. All those things that we know of is important. But one of, if not the most important ingredient to a long, healthy, happy, bountiful life is eradicating sin from our lives in every way, shape, and form. With, with, with whatever power we have to do that. All right? We're never going to get it all the way out, but there are things that we can change. If there's something going on in your life right now, if it's under the surface, maybe nobody even knows about it, you have got to strive against it in prayer, in action, You've got to repent from it. Repent means turn away from. Turn away from it. Hate it with a passion, no matter how good it feels. Sin feels good. A lot of it feels really good. But remember, its wages are death. Turn away from it. Live a long, healthy, bountiful, happy life. Get it out of your home. Get it out of your life. Get it out of your head. And when you fall short, come to Jesus on your knees and just ask for his forgiveness and he will wash you whiter than snow. This is a this is a tough conversation for a lot of us guys. And uh, I hope you're taking it the the right way, but this has been something that's that's really been on my heart for the last few days. And I'm telling you this because I love you and I want to encourage you. I'm not telling you to believe any certain way. I'm telling you if you're dealing with sin either out in the open or beneath the surface, repent. Turn away from it and come into the light. It's so good. It's so nice in the light where we don't have to hide anything. It's amazing. Man, thank you guys for allowing me to get that off of my chest. Um, Just to go back over the verses that we hit 
for this lesson, this comms check. Uh, the first one was in James, and it says, but each person's but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. The last one we did was, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. We'll hit on that one more time real quick. Not all sin causes physical death in the moment, but if we are living a life of perpetual sin, we do not have access to eternal life after death, right? Because we have not accepted the free gift of Jesus Christ to redeem us from our sin, to wash us whiter than snow if you choose to live In that perpetual sin, you never repent. You never turn away from it. You never hate it. You just accept it as part of your life. Then eventually, when you do suffer death, even if it is from natural causes, it will be death. It is over. That free gift of God, eternal life, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing can compare. Man. Deep conversation, guys. Uh, I didn't mean to uh I didn't mean to preach to y'all today. I hope y'all bared with me through that one. It was just really on my heart. I hope you got something out of it. Uh this conversation was not meant to bring you down. It was meant to build you up and give you confidence that um, that we can we can live a long healthy bountiful fruitful life all right but we have to be conscious of of what we're doing and what we are partaking in so yeah guys uh I guess that that will wrap it up for today's comms check. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be on the lookout for uh, that announcement for the event or the experience that I have built out for you guys coming in January. It's going to be unbelievable. Again, join the mailing list, 307project.com, to get a first opportunity to register for that. And if you are a supporter on Patreon, make sure you make mention of that anytime you're submitting an application for the basic course or anything else that we do uh, because I want to make sure that I give you guys preference there. Uh, guys, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not doing that to try to convince you to go and and support us on Patreon. If you feel led to do that, that's great. If not, no big deal. I'm honored to know that you're listening to the show. Uh, I'm not here to make a buck. I'm here to provide value to you guys and uh, and share my lessons with you. And I'm just so honored and humbled that you guys support it and listen the way that you do. It's absolutely amazing. Like I say, I'll have the second part of interview with uh, Gene coming up probably next week, and then we got a couple other really cool episodes in the bank after that one, uh, interview-style episodes. So, you guys, I'll post this on Instagram. Please let me know, uh, and on Facebook, please let me know 
what you thought about this episode. Let me know how you feel about the conversation. If uh, if it was a little bit too much, um, if, or or if you want more of uh, of my spiritual side, right? Because that's what we're talking about. So we talked about all three things in this episode: body, soul, and spirit. We talked about the body when my stomach blew up. We talked about the soul, the soul being the mind, will, and emotions, the adherence to the principles that we have sworn to uphold. And then we obviously talked about the spirit when I shared uh, some of these uh, Bible verses with you guys that have been on my heart here lately. So we've covered all bases on this comms check. Appreciate you for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys soon. Enough said.